Brock Besser wants out of Vancouver. Are the Minnesota Wild a potential fit for his services? We discuss the pros and cons of a potential Brock Besser trade today on Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Sports Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. And just as a reminder, Locked on Wild is available on your favorite podcast platforms for absolutely no charge. On today's episode of Locked on Wild, we take a look at if the Wilds could have a potential match for Canucks forward Brock Besser. We'll take a look at what it may cost to acquire his services, pros and cons of trading for him, and what the Wild would need to do in order to make it work. My name is Seth Topol, your daily Minnesota Wild insider. Welcome aboard to a Tuesday episode of the show. And as mentioned, you may have seen me kind of play around with it on Twitter a little bit, but we are talking Brock Besser on the show today, not with Brock Besser, but about Brock Besser, because it turns out things in Vancouver are getting bad enough that players are starting to want out. And uh, there will probably be some players traded as well. The Canucks were trailing 4 nothing to Montreal, then took a 5-4 lead, and then served it right back. And so that game currently in progress as this is being recorded. But the big ripple that Besser has uh, started to talk directly with teams, him and his agent have started to talk directly with teams about a potential for a trade. And the interesting part here is that we've heard comments from Bill Guerin. We've heard some comments from Michael Russo as well in that the Minnesota Wild are still looking to upgrade their top six, give them a little bit more of a scoring punch to complement the addition of Ryan Reeves into the lineup. And you look at what Sam Steele has given Kirill Kaprizov and Matt Zuccarello as a center for that line over the last handful of games. Maybe to the point where you don't necessarily need a center to upgrade, but there is, I think, an opportunity to upgrade the Matt Boldy line and give him another complement at wing to put on that line with him. Boldy and Freddie Goudreau have uh, started to pick up their chemistry from uh, last season here over the last couple of games. And so there's potential that that could be a spot that uh, the Wilds could look to fill in the lineup. But let's right off the bat, before we start talking a little bit about who is Brock Besser, let's go with what we know. Brock Besser is not a center. And as we said, Sam Steele has mitigated some of the need for a top-line guy. I still think that could be a spot where the Wild look to upgrade depending on price for players around the deadline. But if prices for top-line centers are out of the realm of possibility, both prospects-wise and salary cap-wise, Brock Besser is, while he is not a center, he is a top-six player. And so he would fit the area in which 
the Wild are looking to upgrade with adding some scoring punch to complement the grief line and to complement the fourth line, which can give you a little bit of both uh, in the physicality area and also in the uh, in the scoring department. But if you look at what Besser has done throughout his career, 25 years old right now, he has four seasons in which he has scored 20-plus goals, uh, capped out at a career high of 29. He's been a 50-point scorer twice. He's been a 40-point scorer five times. And so far this season, he has 16 points in 19-plus games. Now, you look at what he has done so far for Vancouver this season, and obviously goals are down. Uh, Points are right around a point per game, which you like. He's taking far less shots this year than he has in previous years, which has led to a nearly a career low in shooting percentage so far this season at 9.8. But I think a lot of the numbers being down this year stem not from necessarily what he himself is doing, but the fact that the Canucks have been a disaster for large stretches of this season. So with Besser not being the happiest of players with how things are playing out in Vancouver, with him also being nearly a healthy scratch by Bruce Boudreaux trying to kind of get him going, I guess, um, the situation is, is souring in Vancouver. And so you look at the numbers this year, and I, I am willing to throw some of them out. He's also playing a career low in minutes. At 15.46 per game, he's been well over an 18- to 19-minute player every year before that. And so look at what he's done over the last few years, willing to give a little bit of a pass for what's currently going on this season. So beyond him being a goal scorer, what else do we know? Well, he has helped out a ton on the power play for Vancouver over the uh, the last handful of years. You go back to 2017-2018 as a 20-year-old, 10 goals and 23 points on the power play for Vancouver. Uh, he has a couple of seasons of double-digit power play goals. Uh, last year, he had 11 power play goals and 17 points on the power play. Uh, he has scored six, five, eight for power play goals uh, in between those two double digit years. So, very capable on the power play, and whether or not he would fit in on power play one or power play two, he would be a weapon that the Wild could utilize in that spot as well. So, he brings some capable scoring. He would bring some capable scoring. Uh, for the Wild if they decided to try to make something happen here. And, I mean, it's it's obvious the time is ticking on Brock Besser's time in Vancouver. So beyond that, what are some of the other things that would go into a potential trade for Besser? Uh, we will talk about that and more as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. Today's episode is brought to you by Simply Safe. At Lockdown Wild, we believe home should be where you and your family feel safest, especially over the holidays. This season, give yourself and your family the gift of peace and protection with the number one rated home security system, Simply Safe. And right now, Simply Safe is offering Lockdown Wild listeners 40% off a new security system. 
But don't delay or you'll miss out on this amazing offer. And whether you are a first-time home buyer trying to give yourself a lifetime of peace and ease of mind or a longtime homeowner looking to upgrade your home security system, Simply Safe can do all of that and more. Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by US News and World Report for a third year in a row. Simply Safe is whole home security with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door, HD security cameras for inside and out, smarter ways to detect motion that alert you only when a threat is real, and even hazard sensors that detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Don't miss out on your chance to save big with my favorite security system. Get 40% off any new system at simplysafe.com slash NHL today. That's simplysafe.com slash NHL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild, once again, thanks for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. For your second listen, make sure you check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, recapping everything going on in the wide world of sports, all in one place. Locked On Sports Today is available on your favorite podcast platforms absolutely free of charge. Continuing our Brock talk here on today's episode of Lockdown Wilds, Brock Besser and whether or not the Wilds could finagle a trade for Besser, who has uh, asked for a trade from the Vancouver Canucks. Let's start with kind of looking at what would need to happen if the Wild were to uh, make a trade before we look at the pros and the cons. Uh, in looking at the potential return, um, Thomas Drantz, who covers the Canucks for the Athletic, saying that the price for Besser is not going to be particularly steep, saying that the Oliver Bjorkstrand return of a third-round pick and a fourth-round pick is not happening for Besser, which means that it will be lower than that. We already saw the Wilds send a 2025 fifth-round pick to the New York Rangers for Ryan Reeves. So draft picks for this coming draft are still very much in play. And it's an interesting situation, too, because you look at Brock Besser's contract situation, and that would be, I think, the biggest hurdle that the Wild would have to try to maneuver. Uh, Because... Well, if it's going to be something like less than a third and a fourth round pick, you don't have to send players per se to Vancouver. But in order to make it work for this year, you're going to have to send somebody elsewhere unless you send a player back to Vancouver in return in addition to a pick to try to mitigate the draft picks that you are, uh, are sending in return. Besser's contract is $6.65 million this year, next year, and the year following. So that's where the issue comes in for acquiring Brock Besser, is that you would have to find a way to clear that amount of cap space over the next couple of seasons. So this year, how do you do that? Well... The Wild have a guy in Matt Dumba making $6 million a year. So 
would Vancouver want him in return in a Brock Besser trade? Probably not for a team that looks pretty destined to take a full step back and try to re-evaluate what was going on. So Matt Dumba probably doesn't go to the Vancouver Canucks in this trade, but in order to make this trade work, you would have to send some you would have to send him to someone else who has the cap space to be able to take that on and wants to. That's the other thing is that, you know, we've we've talked about Matt Dumba being on the trade block for years now. It's been at least the last four years, where it seems as though it's pretty set in stone that he's not going to be here. He's going to get traded. He's going to get traded to prevent somebody from being taken in the Seattle Kraken expansion draft. That never happened. There were trade rumors before that. There have been trade rumors after that. I think we need to acknowledge a truth with the Matt Dumba situation is that... I think we have been spinning it as Bill Guerin has been hesitant to deal Matt Dumba because of the leadership aspects that he brings to this team. That might be part of it, but I think a bigger part of the reason that Matt Dumba is still here is that he simply just for his contract does not have value attached enough to warrant teams bringing him into the mix I don't think Bill Guerin has seen a return that he liked for Matt Dumba over the last couple of years, which is why he has not, to this point, dealt him. I think if somebody would have come to the Wild with an offer that he felt was fair, he probably would have done it. Because as much as we see what's going on on the ice, you know Bill Guerin does as well. He's not blind to it. There just is a point where you're not getting fair market value for a guy because he's not performing well. And so your best course of action is just to hold firm and hope that they go on a tear to where you can convince other GMs, hey, he's back. Take him. So we have yet to see that from him so far this year. But If he does get on a little bit of a heater, I would imagine that may convince somebody to acquire him in a trade. But I don't see him going to Vancouver if this was an avenue that the Wilds were willing to go. He'd have to go to somebody else, maybe a team that is kind of on the playoff fringe right now that needs a little help defensively, somebody that can eat minutes and maybe give you a little offensive upside. So that's a hurdle that would need to be cleared in order to make this happen. I I don't think the prospect angle or pick angle is nearly as much of a hurdle for this team to overcome as much as it is trying to find somebody to take Matt Dumba and even out that salary. The other part of this that is... A problem is that yes, you can clear the six million this year. What are you going to do in subsequent seasons? So next year, you are going to have to try to find a way to 
get rid of that subsequent six million with a handful of players that you're going to have to make some key decisions on. Unrestricted free agents after this season, Ryan Reeves, probably not coming back after this season. Freddie Goudreau, do you pass on him as um, as a do you just let him go as an unrestricted free agent and save that amount of cap space? It's not a lot, one point two million, but it could help. Um, you have to try to find a way to sign Matt Boldy to an extension. Matt Boldy is a restricted free agent after this season. So that is going to have to be dealt with here in a very short amount of time uh, to make sure that he is around long-term. You've also got guys on this list that are going to need some deals as well. Brandon Duhame, who we talked about uh, at length about a week ago, and what he has brought to this team over the uh, the course of this season so far. He is going to be a restricted free agent 2023-2024. So that might be a player, and I, I don't want it to seem like, you know, are you picking Brandon Duhame over Brock Besser directly? No, because in that case you go with Brock Besser, of course. But if the Wild were to acquire... Brock Besser, one of the big hurdles would be key decisions on restricted free agents and unrestricted free agents after this season that you may want to keep around as part of the mix, such as Duhame, Matt Boldy, Kalen Addison, maybe Philip Gustafson as a guy that you signed to a some sort of a bridge deal um, to uh, to keep him around in that goalie mix. So what I'm saying is, is that you're going to need to use the cap space that you have in order to re-sign those guys. And so fitting Brock Besser into the mix would require an outside-the-box move. And I had mentioned this. We had had thrown this out as a potential um, a, a couple of weeks ago. Matt Zuccarello is making $6 million. He'll be in the last year of his deal next year. I have cooled substantially on the possibility of that sort of a thing going on because I have a feeling that that would have some ripple effects on Mr. Kirill Kaprizov. So you can't go that route. Do you then flip it to your decor, which features Jared Spurgeon making $7.57 million a year, or Jonas Brodeen making $6 million a year. Beyond that, I mean, you got Jacob Middleton making 2.45, Alex Goligoski making 2, John Merrill making 1.2. So the money tied up is in a lot of players that you would have to, it's a lot of chess that you would have to play in order to fit $6.65 million onto the books. This is what led to Kevin Fiala uh, being traded to the Los Angeles Kings. The fitting him onto the books this year was not the problem. It was beyond this season because of the number of moves that the Wild need to make with other players over the next two seasons. So 
this is where you run into kind of the roadblock. Would it be would it be a good idea to go get a player like that, especially if the cost from a prospect standpoint is relatively cheap? Absolutely. But you are playing a lot of salary cap checkers in order to try to make it work uh, beyond this season. So there are hurdles, certainly. Now, pros and cons, that is another area to discuss with this trade. And so we'll finish by taking a look at some of the pros, some of the cons, as we uh, finish our Brock Talk episode of Lockdown Wilds after this. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. For your second listen, again, make sure you're checking out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast, giving you a full lowdown on everything going on throughout the wide world of sports. Lockdown Sports Today is free and available on your favorite podcast platforms. So let's start with the pros for Brock Besser. Number one, you have a pretty logical spot to put him in the lineup as the other forward on the Matt Boldy line. You don't have to throw guys like Nick Patan on that line anymore, and you can you can just keep Freddie Goudreau in that spot with the chemistry that him and Boldy have started to show over the last few games. So... Seems like a pretty logical fit for Besser to go to that spot in the lineup. And then you have two legitimate scoring lines uh, that you can throw at teams with Kaprizov, Steele, Zuccarello, and Boldy, Goudreau, and Besser. So, huge perk in that aspect to, uh, to get this lineup some additional scoring. And then you can use the grief line in their shutdown defense role and you can kind of mix and match the fourth line as needed. If you need more speed, you can go that route. If you need more physicality, you can go the Ryan Reeves route as well. So it gives you some options and an opportunity to have three really gelled lines and a fourth that you can play matchups with. So that is a hugely appealing pro to a trade. Another pro is that with the amount that Besser has scored on the power play over the course of his career, you have another weapon that you can throw at either power play one. You can either throw it at power play one and just stack that thing as full as you possibly can, or you give him the opportunity to be one of the driving forces behind power play two to give that a little bit more of an element of being able to challenge teams with that grouping it gives you a little more depth on special teams than you currently have to where maybe you don't have to rely fully on power play one you can mix some things together to give yourself a couple of competent power play units uh, to throw out there at teams um, when you're rolling so helps deepen the lineup as well on special teams as it does in five on five some of the cons with what um, what the Besser trade, if the Wild go that route, some of the cons would include a log jam at forward that would have to be addressed. You've got Brandon Duhame on injured reserve right now. When he comes back, somebody 
somebody is going to end up getting the short end of the stick for this team. You then, if you put Besser on that line, you've got Mason Shaw, Connor Dewar, Brandon Duhame, Ryan Reeves, all right now battling for spot playing time on that fourth line. What happens then when Ryan Hartman comes back? If you put Hartman back at his spot with Kaprizov and Zuccarello, then you throw Sam Steele into that mix as well. And again, these are problems that you deal with if you're doing something to deepen the lineup. These are the problems that you deal with. And then one of those, one or two of those guys ends up being injury insurance for the rest of the team. And so a Brock Besser trade certainly deepens the lineup and it does address the top six scoring issues that the Wild have had so far this season. But even having said all that with the pros, low acquisition cost, maybe one lateral move that you need to make in order to fit him on the books this season. Even having said all of that, I still think the biggest con is everything you would have to do after this season. And there would be a real possibility of having to look in the mirror at not having enough funds to get something done with Matt Boldy or watching five or six players leave and really handcuffing yourself with seeing all of those guys and bottom six, you know, bottom six guys, I don't want to make it sound like they're irreplaceable, but we've seen some really good things from those guys off and on here this season. Your Mason Shaw's, Brandon Duhames, Connor Dewars, guys like that. And you see the flashes and you think to yourself, hey, this would be a really good this would be a really good bottom six type player to have in a couple of seasons when we can really get some good offense in our top two lines. So you either you have to either make a choice, Matt Boldy or those guys, if you acquire Brock Besser. And ultimately I think that is the reason that if I'm the wild, I maybe look elsewhere. I think if you can find somebody that is on a one-year deal to not super upset the apple cart, use some of the cap space that you have currently to make that work and roll with that because there just are a ton of dominoes. And I, I feel like what we've seen with some of those guys lower in the lineup, if they get put into roles that they're more suited for. I think they can be really good players that you then would have to just you'd have to just let them leave. And so I'm not surprised, and I won't be surprised if the Wild Deuce show some level of interest because of the acquisition cost. But just like we saw at the trade deadline last year, don't be surprised if Bill Guerin makes a move that we are not expecting. Ryan Reeves wasn't a move that anybody was expecting. And as we sit here right now, and I look at the division standings, 
and I see the Wild in third place, and I see the following things happening. I see the St. Louis Blues continuing to just win a bunch and then lose a ton, and seeing what they're getting from Jordan Bennington so far this year, seeing the Colorado Avalanche just injuries just continuing to mount for that team, and looking at a division that is being led by the Dallas Stars, who I don't think anybody is doubting are for real, the Winnipeg Jets, who are currently in second place, but I think started the year off really strong and are probably going to have a slide. This division is very much up for grabs. And so as we move throughout the season, I have the Wild as buyers right now at the deadline. That, of course, can change between now and then. But as we sit right now, don't be surprised if Garen makes a move for this season one more time because the next couple of years it's going to be more difficult to do so. So don't be surprised if he makes a deal. It may not be for Besser, but it'll be for somebody that can help that top six and uh, help this team continue their uh, their climb out of that ugly start to the season. So hopefully this gave you a little bit of a taste as to what Besser would bring, what it would cost, and the pros and the cons of doing so. But that is going to take care of today's episode. So now that today's episode of Lockdown Wild is done, make sure you check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast. The full lowdown on everything going on throughout the wide world of sports, all in one place. Lockdown Sports Today is available on your favorite podcast platforms. Just like Lockdown Wild, we're available on YouTube, so make sure you follow along and turn notifications on so you don't miss out on any of our full episodes or other shorter content that we have coming for you throughout the week. Also, make sure to follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on TikTok. So make sure you follow us everywhere so that you don't miss out on anything Minnesota Wild related. We've got new episodes and new weekly content coming for you all week long as part of the Locked On Sports Podcast Network.